welcome and thanks for tuning in to Real People, Real Talk. Relevant conversations that take you from surviving to thriving. This is the podcast that goes there. My name is Paul Calco and I'm your host. Now let's talk. Hello, Thriver, and welcome to the Real People, Real Talk podcast ministry. So glad that you decided to take a listen. The following episodes for the next two months will be dedicated to all things love and relationships. But today I wanted to bring you a sermon that I think is imperative to your walk with the Lord, especially since we are still at the top of the year. So this is a sermon titled First Things First. Let's get into it. And our text today is found in Matthew chapter six, verses 25 through 34. And I'm going to read that entire passage to you. And this scripture is the best part of the sermon because it's God's word directly. And so give you a little context. This is the best sermon by the best preacher ever. Jesus Christ himself is preaching what theologians call and scholars call the Sermon on the Mount. That's found in Matthew chapter 5, 6, and 7. So it's going to be a good sermon because I borrowed from the greatest preacher ever preaching the greatest sermon. Now for the text at hand. Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you would eat, what you would drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. It's not life more than food and a body more than clothing. Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Verse 29. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, come here now, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after these things and your heavenly father knows that you need them all. Now, verse 33, the key verse for this sermon. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. And that's the word of God. Let us pray. Dear God, I ask that you would speak to us through your word today and help us not to just be hearers, but to be doers of your word. I also ask that you would bless my dear listener and let them know and experience you in a brand new way. In Jesus name, I pray. Amen. So in today's episode, in today's sermon, I seek to answer two questions. Number one, what does it mean to seek God first? We're going to get practical. And secondly, we want to talk about what gets in the way of seeking after God. So in this passage of scripture, Jesus is addressing the topic of worry and anxiety. At this point in the sermon, he says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you right now more than ever. At the top of the year here in 2023 or whatever year you're listening to this, God is calling you to shift your focus, to shift your attention and to shift your seeking back to him and his kingdom. 
It's too close to the second return of Jesus to get distracted by anyone or anything. I feel like preaching already in this verse. Jesus is calling us back to himself. He's calling us to put first things first. Jesus gives us the cure for worry. He gives us the cure for stress because those that put God first have no need to worry. He's showing us the proper order because seeking things first can sometimes lead straight to worry and anxiety. As a matter of fact, all the time when you get things out of order, but seeking God first leads to peace. It leads to contentment. And if we're going to be honest here, and we are, if we seek after the things first, we can miss out on God. But if we seek God first, the things will come. That's the proper order of seeking God first. And when we fail to do that in our lives, in our time, in our decision, in our relationships, when we fail to put God first, we are simply out of order. One of the worst feelings is walking up to a vending machine or a drink machine or even a restroom and seeing the infamous sign that says out of order. And the analogy there is this. When you are out of order, you can be fully used by God. There are some things that God wants to do in you. There are some things that God wants to do through you. There are some great things that God wants to do for you. Amen. But you have to get in order and put first things first. See, God has a calling on your life and a purpose, but you won't reach that being out of order. You won't reach that potential without seeking him first. And putting him back in his rightful place, which is first. So let's get practical. Question number one. What does it mean to seek God first? The word seek breaks down to this. To pursue, to go after, to search out. Just a few questions to reflect on. Are you actively pursuing Jesus and going forward in your walk with God? Or is your walk with God in neutral? Or even worse, is your walk with God in reverse? And actually, there is no neutrality in your walk with the Lord. Either you are drifting away or you are drawing close. And that's just keeping it real. In that passage, we see the word first. That means before all things. Top priority. Listen here. God cannot and he will not be second place in your life. God both desires And deserves to be first placed in our lives and will accept nothing less. We see in the the passage, the word seek, we see the word first, and now we see the word righteousness. And that is defined as holy, upright living in accordance to God's standards. In other words, obedience. And in spite of what you may see and hear in the world today, in spite of what culture and society or even Hollywood has to say, holiness is still right. Without it, no man will see God. Seek first. You may say, what does that phrase mean? It means that you turn to God first for help. You serve, you obey, and you acknowledge him in everything. Now, seeking God first, it won't make you immune to the trials and tribulations of life, but it ensures that your life is aligned under his kingdom, under his authority, knowing that God would take care of everything else. Seeking God first means that you put him first 
in every area and aspect of your life. Now to get even more practical, to rightly divide this thing. When I answer the question, what does it look like to put God first in every area and aspect of our lives? Number one, it starts with your time. I would encourage you, whether you are a night person or a morning person, to start your day off with the Lord. Because you always have time for what you do first. Before you attempt to do anything, before you scroll, before you check email, why don't you acknowledge God first? Seek him first in your calendar. Seek him first in your schedules. When we are truly seeking and pursuing Jesus, we'll make time for prayer. We'll make time for Bible study. We'll make time for fasting. We'll make time for the things of God when God is a priority in our lives. Because it's never about having time for the Lord, but it's about making time for the Lord. Everybody has 24 hours in the day. No matter where you live or who you are, you only got 24 hours in the day. Once again, it's not about having time, but it's about making time. And Jesus, he's worthy of it and he deserves that. Now, be honest here, and I want you to use your holy imagination, but if the Lord was to somehow, some way, allow me to see the time log of how you spent last week, would it reveal that Jesus is first place in your life? Or would it reveal that Jesus is an afterthought or just a Sunday morning thing? If you can't say amen, you can say ouch. Don't be alarmed now. This message isn't anything to make you feel bad, but to lovingly and graciously Admonish you to put first things first and to make Jesus a top priority in your life. Now, I'm getting more specific, more practical. You put God first in your time. And you may say, what do you do with the time? Well, you read God's word, something I like to say, and I hope you get it. And I hope you hear it and not just hear, it, but do it. But get into God's word until it gets into you with that time that you're spending with God. We need to be reading God's word because that's how God reveals his will. Reveals his purpose and he reveals his character. I would also encourage you to get on a reading plan. Therefore, you can read God's word systematically. And one of the things that I've been doing is reading the Bible in a year. Um, also, in the month of January, I read one proverb a day. And so get in the Bible out, choose a reading plan. And so you can read God's word systematically. Knowing God's word is essential to your walk with him. It's when you're reading and studying God's word, you're memorizing, you're meditating on it, that you get to know God. You get to know who he is. You get to know his character. You get to know his will. Reading the Bible strengthens your faith. Because as we're reading God's word, we see what he has done. And we realize that he is that very same God today. And he is still able. So get into God's word because it's powerful. It's life changing. It's a powerful weapon. Against the tools of the enemy. And the second way that we spend the time with the Lord and putting him first is through prayer. Prayer is the most important conversation of the day. So don't miss it. It's your opportunity to just to be in God's presence, to express your gratitude, to express your praise and to express your worship to him. It strengthens your connection and your fellowship with Jesus. First Thessalonians 5, 17 says to pray Continually And to put that all together I'm just going to make it plain here Set a time Set a place And seek God Time in the word And time in prayer No excuses Once again It's not about having time for God It's about making time for God Because he made time for you Time with the Lord Is never wasted 
but rather it's a wise investment of your time. And they got more good news for you. You can be as close to God as you want to be. The Bible says in James 4, 8, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. When we fail to put God first in our time, we often end up just doing a lot of nothing if we're honest. So put God first in your time. Once again, I titled this message, First Things First, as a gentle reminder to seek God first and to keep him first place in your life. And when you get that order right, everything else will fall in place because it's our relationship with Jesus that impacts everything else. It is our relationship with Jesus that impacts every other relationship. Hear this. When you're right with God, you'll be a better spouse. (laughs) When you're right with God, you'll be a better parent, a better friend, a better coworker. And when you're right with God, you'll be a better person in traffic. Amen. And another way that we put God first and we seek Jesus first is by fasting. Now, I've done sermons and episodes fully dedicated to prayer, fully dedicated to Bible study, fully dedicated to fasting. And so I won't um, harp too long here, but I will leave the link to those episodes below so you can check them out. But a little bit about fasting. Fasting is abstaining from food for spiritual purposes. It's a means of seeking God's face. Fasting is so much more than a diet, but it's a time of consecration before the Lord. Fasting isn't merely suggested. But it's expected As we see in Matthew 6 It doesn't say if you fast But it says when you fast Fasting is an act of worship And an act of obedience It's a continuous prayer before the Lord That says more than I want food God I want you And biblical fasting creates room for God Here's what I mean When you look in the Bible They didn't have restaurants They didn't have fast food places. They didn't have grocery stores. So when they ate, they had to grow their food and prepare their food or kill their food and prepare their food. So when they fasted, they created so much more room and time in their schedule so they can seek after the Lord. So how can I relate that to where we are right now? So if you're fasting, instead of saying, well, I'm just going to work through my lunch. No, take that lunch break. But instead of eating, you spend that time in the word and you spend that time in prayer. I'm fasting. It brings about restoration. Because it was eating that got us in trouble in the first place when you look back at Genesis. So fasting restores. So once again, I've done episodes related to those topics. I'm going to leave those links in the show notes so you can take a listen. Not only should we put God first in our time by reading God's word, spending time in prayer, spending time fasting. But we should put God first in our decisions. The Bible says in Proverbs 3, 5 to trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. So when you have decisions to make, whether it's regarding relationships or your major or a career move or moving a different state or any decision, acknowledge God first and he will direct your paths. We also should put God first in our finances. The Bible talks about tithes and offerings. Giving God the first and giving God the best. And the right perspective is this. It's not about giving God 10% of your money, but it's about God allowing you to keep 90% of his money. So honor God in your finances. I've heard it said like this. If you want to see what's really important in people's lives, you look at their planners and you look at their bank accounts. 
Honor God and he will honor you first things first. So put God first in your time. Put God first in your decisions. Put God first in your finances, but also put God first in your relationships. Put God first in your marriage. Put God first in your family. And here's what they can look like. Worshiping together, going to church together, serving together, praying for your spouse, praying with your spouse, praying for your kids and praying with your kids or having a family devotion time. I remember when I lived in Mississippi in my parents' house, I remember it used to be uh, one of the nights was Saturday nights. We all get in the living room. We open up God's word. We take turns reading and mom and dad would just preach to us. And it still has an impact on me to this day. So I would encourage you to put God first in your home, in your marriage, in your family by seeking the Lord together. Now, there are benefits and blessings to seeking God first, because this verse 33, where it says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. So this verse presents to us a principle And I promise the principle, the command is this to seek. And then the promise, God guarantees that he would take care of everything else. Now, let's look at a few more scriptures that talk about seeking. Psalms 3410 says the young lions suffer want and hunger, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. Lamentations 325, the Lord is good to those who wait for him to the soul who seeks him. Hebrews eleven six, and without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists, and that he rewards those that earnestly seek after him. There are benefits to seeking Jesus. And I'm not talking about money. I'm not talking about a car. I'm not talking about a promotion. I'm talking about some things that money can't buy. When you're seeking after God, God will give you revelation. God will give you wisdom. God will give you direction. God will give you peace. And I'm talking about a peace that surpasses all understanding that even when you can't figure it out, you still have a calmness, a peace, because you know that God is already working out on your behalf. As you're seeking after the Lord, not only will he give you revelation and wisdom and direction and peace, but he will also give you joy, joy unspeakable. Not just a smile on your face, but a smile in your heart, knowing that it is well and that all is well. As you're seeking after the Lord, God will bestow upon you a satisfaction, a fulfillment, fruitfulness, contentment. Man, as you're seeking after the Lord, your problems get smaller. That's why the Bible says, oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let's put our focus and attention on God, who's a problem solver and not on our problems. As you seek after the Lord, another benefit, another spiritual benefit is that you become more like him and you develop Christ likeness. You develop the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness and self-control. When you seek after the Lord, the clearer his voice will begin to be in your life. When you seek after the Lord, the Lord will give you the victory. When you seek God. When you put him first, when you put him in his proper place, thus you're making room for him to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that you actually think. Because at the end of the day, you can't go wrong when you're seeking after God. Now for question number two, 
What gets in the way of putting God first? I'm going to be honest here. Laziness. Procrastination. I remember one time when I was in college, um, I was I'm going to be honest with you. I was in a spiritual rut. I remember waking up late for my eight o'clock class and I was like, you know what? I'm going to spend time with the Lord at the end of the day when I go to bed. And I went throughout the day, went to my classes, did some studying, some video games and all the things that college students do, hanging out with friends, eating, et cetera. And I was so tired that when I, when I put my head on the pillow, I was like, you know what? I'm going to spend time with the Lord in the morning. And so that cycle went on for a couple of days and I was convicted by the Holy Spirit because I know that the right thing to do for my relationship with the Lord is to put him first and to spend time with him. And I just had to set myself to seek the Lord. Sometimes you just got to make a decision no matter what's going on in my life, no matter what's going on in my schedule. I am going to seek the Lord and I am going to put him first. The Bible says in Daniel 9, 3, and I set my face unto the Lord to seek by prayer and supplication with fasting and sackcloth and ashes. Sometimes you just got to set yourself to seek the Lord. Other things that gets in the way of us putting God first, spiritual apathy, spiritual dryness. Maybe you're in a spiritual rut. Maybe you have this spiritual attitude that just says, I just don't care. And that's a dangerous place to be where you're lukewarm and you just don't care about your walk with the Lord. That's a dangerous place to be. And the cure for that is extended time with God, time in the word, time in prayer and even fasting. Other things that can get in the way, maybe you need to do less Netflix, less YouTube, less TikTok or less, you know, insert your favorite app so you can make room for Jesus in your life. Now, I know, of course, Christmas is already over, but I am reminded of when Mary and Joseph was looking for a room for Jesus and the innkeeper said there was no room. And this begs the question as I bring it up to now, is there room for Jesus in your life or do we crowd him out with distractions and the things of the world? I just want to both challenge you and encourage you to make God and his kingdom the top priority in your life, putting first things first. How would your life transform? How would your life improve if you really put God first this year? Until we put God first, we would never be satisfied. You can shop all you want. You can take vacation after vacation. You can get a promotion. You can get more money. You can do this. You can do that. But you will still be empty and finding yourself needing more and more stuff. Listen, my friend, you would never know the full reward of obedience until you put God first. So let this be the year. Let this be the month. Let this be the time in your life that you give God your best and you put him first. I promise you, you won't regret that. The top priority in your life, it shouldn't be accolades, achievements, or money, but rather your personal intimate relationship with the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, because everything flows from that one relationship, that one person. So make the decision now to put God first in every area of your life and to keep him there. 
There is so much that God wants to do for you, in you, and through you, but you have to get in order by putting him first. Make Jesus a priority in your life because Jesus made you a priority in his life over 2,000 years ago. Come on now. It's good to seek Jesus, but we should take a minute and thank Jesus for seeking after us. He left heaven and came to earth to seek and save the lost. He loved you so much that he counted you worthy enough to die for. And we should love him. And we should count him worthy enough to live for, worthy enough to put first. And the way that we do that, the way that we come to him is by repenting. We turn away from our sins. We repent and we turn to Jesus, place our faith and trust in him for salvation alone. And start walking with him and following him and making the right decisions and walking in obedience to his word. Amen. Make the choice to follow and serve Jesus choosing Jesus Christ is the best choice you can ever make. I want to encourage you if you haven't already made the decision to make the decision to follow him. Studies show that we make about 35,000 choices in a day. What to eat, what to wear, do I press snooze, brush my teeth, use this deodorant or use that. So many decisions. And if you was to live to be in your upper 70s, you do the math that comes out to approximately 1 billion decisions. I said all that to say this out of all those decisions, the most important one ever that impacts now and later that impacts your life on earth and your life beyond earth is a decision to make Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior. So, of course, this sermon was about seeking God first and putting him first. But maybe you need to back up and make the first decision of making him Lord and Savior of your life and choosing to follow him. And so I want to conclude just how I began with the best part of the sermon. And that's God's word. The key verse, Matthew 6, verse 33. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. My friend, I encourage you to put first things first. Amen and amen.